So while I have you just for the next couple of minutes, I want to take just some significance from God's word as to why we have gathered today and where we are in the sense of our, our series that we have been in. In fact, from the beginning of January, we have, have started a series entitled The 411 of the Bible. And so we recognize it's kind of a, a slang term for us wanting to know kind of what's the story. When somebody says, give me the 411, we realize that we're trying to understand, like, what's happening? Can you help me to figure out what it is? And there may be a lot of you that maybe haven't been to church for a while, or maybe part of it is because you just don't understand everything. Or maybe you recognize you know some stories of the Bible, but you just don't know the Bible story. And so that's what we've been endeavoring to do over the last couple of weeks together. And we're not necessarily going verse by verse or even book by book. But I want to reveal some themes for us that help us to put all of this as the focus is on Christ and what he can do in our lives. I'm aware today that we have a lot of guests that are in the house this morning. And so just so you know, you're kind of coming in mid-semester, okay? So let me try to help you kind of get caught up a little bit about where we have been. So, so far we've talked about really the shadow of the gospel as we are early in the Old Testament, the beginning of the Bible. And it represents to us some things that are, are, are kind of in a shadow or in a gray because the light is pointing to one day that Christ is going to come and he's going to make everything that was kind of in a shadow come into brilliant light. That this new covenant that God was going to make with us and through us through Jesus Christ was all going to come into a wonderful, wonderful picture. Like every big building, we also realize that there is an equally large foundation. And that's what we've been talking about as we began to understand the Bible story as it starts in the Old Testament. We talked about the beginning of life, about salvation, about judgment, about blood and law and the atonement. And as divine as all of these are, they really all point to the reality that one day, all of that is going to be fully realized when Christ comes to us. And our study has done something else for us today. You see, without seeing the truths in their biblical order, it can be a little tough at times to, to make out what all is happening, or maybe even the more challenging question is to why. Why all of these things have to kind of be there? What, what, how do we make sense out of it? People ask me, Pastor Jim, why was there so much sacrifices in the Old Testament? Or what's up with all the blood that, that, that seemed to be a part of these? Or why are there so many rules or laws? In fact, I've taken some time on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings at 7.30. We've just been calling them our regroup or our deep dive. And what we're talking about on Sundays, I'm kind of unpacking a little bit more on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings on our Facebook Live page. Just to help you get a perspective of what the Bible story is all about. So here's what I want you to know quickly this morning. Most of the rules and the laws are given. They're not given to punish us or to limit us, although I think we probably feel that way the most, but they're really given to protect us and to provide for us. When we find the truth of the, the, the teachings of the Old Testament, and God's kind of now working with the nation of Israel, and he laid out not only the Ten Commandments, but a lot of other laws and rules. And a lot of people think that's what church is made up. Made up of a lot of don'ts. Like there don't seem to be too many do's. It just seems to be punctuated by a lot of things that we can't do. But you see rules and laws are given first of all to protect us and to provide for us. And let me explain that to you. You see as kids, maybe for a lot of us now and for these parents this morning... We don't always understand that in our growing up days, right? We just kind of, we want to balk, we want to push against the rules. But then we become parents, right? 
And then at some point, we begin to realize, wow, this makes a lot more sense, right? Some of the things that our parents did for us and some of the no's that they gave us, now that as we are parents, wow, it makes a lot more sense. So ultimately, rules or laws are established so we can be blessed. And that's really what I want to take just a couple of minutes and share with you this morning about how not only you, from God's perspective, but all of us, how we can be blessed, how we can have the blessing of God upon our lives. Throughout the year, we do life groups, and uh, a lot of our church family breaks up into different homes or experiences, and Debbie and I usually always do a life group. And in the summertime, we open up our backyard God bless us with a nice big backyard, and we have a fire ring, and so really it's kind of open for everybody. We, we invite everybody and anybody, just come and hang out with us uh, throughout the summertime. And we have a big fire ring, and as families bring their little ones, kind of like you and me at some point in our life, it's amazing to see them all gravitate towards the fire ring, right? Little one-year-olds, two-year-olds, we all get mesmerized, right, by the fire. But then I see parents, as the little ones are approaching the fire ring, Start to step in, and what do they say? No, hot, hot, right? They're, they're trying to, to help them to understand. You see, they're not trying to stifle their child's creativity or individuality. They simply just don't want them to get burned, right? We realize that we set boundaries and laws because what? We're not trying to stifle anything in our kid. We want them to be blessed. We want them to be protected. So the law wasn't given to harm us. It was given, given to protect us, and ultimately, I will say to you today, it's ultimately to show love. Today, there are, amongst those that brought their little ones today, a lot of them are police officers. They are big, strong, observant, tough, and tatted, and they do a job that many of us would not want to do, but I got a spoiler alert for the rest of us in the house today, because I've been able to be with a lot of them in their home with these newborns. And they are gentle and soft, and they make noises, and they blow on their little kids' bellies, right? I think we used to call those Zerberts maybe when I was growing up. I don't know, right? That's still a term, right? And so although they have this outward demeanor, it's amazing what the hearts and the lives of these little ones can do. You see, they are the law, but they love their family, and they love this community, and so they swear to protect us. You see how it all comes together? How we can be blessed. The Bible story is very much the same way, but it's just given in a much larger context. And what we learn is that we discover that there is a heart of God whose desire is to bless us. And yet sometimes we can struggle with the love and the blessing of God. So let me give you just quickly today, what's the 411 on the blessing of God? Well, I think when a lot of people think of God, there might be this sense that there's just this idea of unconditional love. Right? We talk about the love of God, and we kind of have this feeling that, well, hey, it's a God love. It's this big thing. It's more than, more than we can ever know. You see, it's so much different for us. Most of our love is limited. It's conditional. We love our spouse. We love our family. We can love some friends. But our network stays pretty closed. And here's why. Because something has to happen in us first to dispense love. Big love, unconditional love. Let me tell you what I mean. You see, the easiest for me to be able to describe the love that I have for my wife, Debbie, first of all, her, her charming character, her strikingly good looks, her compassionate heart, her fierce loyalty in a, in a friendship 
area. I'm easily drawn to her, was easily drawn to her, because those things stuck a response in me 37 years ago. But that's not how God operates. You see, his love is very different. I mean, I would say, certainly, that I have unconditional love for my wife. If we kind of put it in ranks and say, would you die for your family, for your wife? I think we would all have that kind of love to say, absolutely, it's, it's unconditional, right? But we recognize God's, his unconditional love is much different. You see, this is how God operates. He is not smitten by your appearance. He's not bowled over by your personality. He's not knocked out by your good works or swept away by the sheer genius of your talent. None of that. God loves you. Are you ready? God loves you because he loves you. Now, stay with me because it's much deeper than that. You say, Pastor Jim, I paid all this money to come here today to hear God loves me because he loves me? Like, there's got to be something more. You see, it is deeper than that. Let me help you explain. You see, the roadblock to a lot of people having a connection with God is that we put us in the equation. You see, you might say today, where your struggles come in having a connection with God We often hear people say, well, how could God love me after I've done all this stuff? Or how could God love me after what was done to me? Doesn't he know how broken I am? Or how could God love me after I made that horrible mistake? Listen, take your pick. I could could read more and more and go on and on. So get this truth. God's love, God's unconditional love has nothing to do with us at all. You see, the reason a lot of times that we keep God at a distance is because we put us in the equation. I mean, how could God love me after I, hello? After I have done all this stuff, or I have been a part of all this, or I have made all of these mistakes. We, we seemingly automatically put ourselves at odds with God. But when we talk about the unconditional love of God, the fact of it is is that there's nothing in us in the equation. God says, I love you simply because I love you. Deuteronomy chapter 7, again, this started with Israel. We're still in the Old Testament getting to God showing us this love when Christ came, this ultimate unconditional love of Christ. But this is how it started for us where we're at in our story. The Lord did not set his affection on you, again, talking about Israel right now, And choose you because you were more numerous than all the other peoples. In fact, you were the fewest of all the people. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath that he swore to your ancestors. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is a faithful God. Can somebody say amen today? That he keeps his covenant of love, amen, to a thousand generations of those who love him And keep his commandments. Okay, it's about to get good, okay? This unconditional love, how does it exist in our life? Well, we got to go back and what was the last line that's up there? See, God is faithful to a thousand generations of what? To those that love him and what? Keep his commandment. So here's what I want to share with you today. Although God's love is unconditional, his blessings are conditional. You see, God's always going to be faithful. God's always going to be there. But if we are going to have the blessing of God on our life or have no blessing of God on our life, 
It comes down to then the choice that you and I are willing to understand and to follow in his ways. Some people would say, Pastor Jim, if it's true that God loves unconditionally, then why even talk about law? Why even talk about obedience? Like, shouldn't like, we just be able to run free and do whatever we want, recognizing that God unconditionally loves me? I can do whatever I want because God loves. Well, again, we have to get back to the protecting and providing part. Because I think we all understand how off the rails our society would quickly become if we could get away with anything we desired. If we lived in some bubble of unconditional love without boundaries, we recognize our world would be out of control. Parents, how many know that your kids are precious? These little ones, these precious little bundles of joy. Your kid is better than any other kid on the planet, right? But let me tell you something else that you probably know but are hesitant to admit. Your kids can be scoundrels too, right? How many know they will lie to you? They will lie right to your face. These little, precious, beaming-eyed kids, right? You don't believe me? Okay, let's watch this for just a second. Well, we got, a, got the wrong music going. Sorry, hold on. Maybe, can we restart that one? Is that, it's too good. Can we just, we're going to kind of restart. Yeah, right? (laughs) Pastor Jim telling you a story? No, right? You say, how do they learn, right, at that kind of age, right, to to go through that moment to recognize that? So how do we piece it together? So how do we match the unconditional love with obedience and boundaries? Well, God did it with a little word, if. In Leviticus chapter 26, we sang about it just a little while ago. God pronounced his unconditional love can go one of two ways, into blessings or into curse. Verse 3 says, if, everybody say if, if, the Bible says, if you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, God says this, I will bless and I will send rain in its season and the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. And you will eat all the food you want. And you will live in safety. And your lives will be blessed. But he goes on to say, but if, everybody say if again. If, but if you do not listen to me, you do not carry out my commands. And if you reject my decrees and abhor my laws and fail to carry out all my commands and so thus violate the covenant, then I'm going to do this to you. And I'll save you reading it. But let me just tell you, it ain't good. Right, So the fact is, is that God has unconditional love, but it's ruled by this little word, if. God's blessings or God's curse. You see, God's goodness and his judgment, they're not arbitrary. It's enacted by way of our choice to understand, is there a God who loves me? Yes. So does that mean there is a God who has a plan and purpose? Absolutely. Is there a God that will do good things for me as I follow him with my whole heart? Absolutely. But... There's another side of that equation as well. Just the opposite goes as well. 
The one thing his love proves for us, and again, whether you want to kind of hang with me, believe with me, engage with me or not, the one thing that God's love proves to us is that we know right where we stand. For some of you that struggle in a relationship with God, or you think it's too complex, or you don't get all the rules, you don't get all the laws, listen, let's let's peel through all of that, and maybe you can just leave with this. At least the Bible will tell you what's true. The Bible here is at least to tell you today, this is how God operates. You know where you stand. God loves you unconditionally. So it doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter how many mistakes, remember what I said earlier, the more you put I in it, it just kind of throws away the unconditional love of God. You got you to take yourself out of it. That means, pastor, all my screw-ups, all my mess-ups, all the things that have gone wrong in my life, all the things that I think God probably holds over my head because I do, listen, you can't act on that because God doesn't act that way. His unconditional love isn't your unconditional love. You don't have to put anything in it to get everything out of it. God says, I love you simply because I love you. But to recognize that love that brings blessing, well, then that's where we follow, realizing because blessings are an enactment of what? Him wanting to protect and him wanting to provide for us. That's how we get the blessing of God in our life. You see, the alternative would simply be God would just give up on us. We break the rules, and maybe that's how some of you feel. Yeah, I mean, God probably, you know, he gave up on me a long time ago. I've heard people say that, right? Because we fail to recognize if, like if I, if I just kind of step in and follow in the blessings that God has available, it's not based on me, it's based on him. You see, the right choices will always bring us and keep us in right relationship. And just that little word, if, changes everything. It can change everything in your life today. It can take you out of fear. It can take you out of frustration. It can take you out of loss. It could take you out of thinking that, that, that you're at, at the back of the room. It could take you thinking that there's no hope for you. It can erase all of that and step you in to amazing relationship that God has for you. Listen, these dedications that we have placed over these little kids and the plans and purposes that we believe that God has for their life, can I tell you God still has them for you today too. You might be 40, 50, 60, whatever. God has those same plans for your life. But if... You'll believe in his unconditional love and follow in his ways. God says, I'm going to promise to bless you. Maybe I'll finish with this today. Maybe this kind of earthly example. It's fictional. But let's just say John and Jane, they've been married for 10 years. They have been deeply in love. They have shared a really good life together. But now, somehow, Jane starts to notice some disturbing patterns in John. John's stories aren't matching up. He becomes evasive, distant. Jane expecting the worst. I think John is being unfaithful. You see, ultimately, she has three choices. She can accept the behavior and just carry on with the relationship. Kind of act as if, I'm just not going to believe anything happens. Like, you're just going to just let him do his thing. Second of all, she could leave the relationship and she could end the commitment. I'm not going to live this way. I'm just going to end it. Or thirdly, she can fight that the relationship be restored. Listen, that's a very real scenario that probably hits a lot of people here today. And I want to magnify that in just the way that God deals with you and I and some of the questions that are in your heart today. You see, Jane, in the midst of a powerfully difficult situation, she chooses to fight. 
She says, however long it takes, however costly, however painful it becomes. Because listen, the same love that was once expressed in intimate union is now expressed in relentless determination. And I want you to know that that is a small picture of God's unconditional love over you. You see, our mess-ups, our screw-ups, our sins, our failures, a lot of times instantly we just think, God's going to give up on me. That's what I would do in my earthly relationship. Listen, maybe some of you people have had to make and be in that fictional situation that I just gave you. And you've already kind of forecasted what your response was going to be. But again, God doesn't act like you and I. God's unconditional love is not like yours and mine unconditional love that's based on the I factor that's in that. You see, God made this choice. No matter how much we screw up, no matter how far we seem to be away from that, it's God that says, I am not giving up on you. As costly as it will be. In fact, we know in the gospel story, we're going to get there one day, but we know most of that gospel story is that God loved us so much that he did something for us that we could never even do for ourselves. And that's why Jesus came to be the sacrifice. That's why Jesus came to save us from our sins. God wanted to show us it's real. I'm not just talking about it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to send my son. He's going to show you what my love is all about. You see, God's love for you, it's relentless determination. I've had some people say, man, I, I ran from God my whole life. But guess what? Unfortunately, maybe if that's you today, I got some bad news for you. God never gives up. Listen, some people will just continue to run, and I feel bad for them. Some people have said, man, I ran for way too long. I wish I would have stopped Man, years ago, and understood that God unconditionally loves me and has a plan, a purpose for my life. How much more blessed my life would have been. Man, it's now, it almost feels like it's too late. I wish I would have done it earlier. I wish I would have done it sooner. Listen, that's the testimony that's in the house of God today, friends. Why? Because he is relentless in his determination to show you. You can't outrun his love. You can't out-evil his love. It's relentless. He says, I'm going to be here whatever it costs because I love you. God made an unconditional covenant, meaning he is committed to do whatever it takes to bring his people out of sin and into his blessing. How does it happen? Adriel, come and help me today. The only way it happens is if we understand that little word, if. If I can get out of the way, if I can get me out of the way, if I can stop trying to lead this thing, if I can stop kind of trying to figure it out all myself, if I can stop kind of working the system, if I can just get up, give up, and realize today God's already done everything for me. God already has amazing, unconditional love, a God love that, that I can't even fully understand if I can just truly realize today that there is nothing that can separate me. Somebody, just say nothing. There is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. See, if I just understand today, it doesn't have to be a big show. It doesn't have to be a big hoopla. I just say in my heart, God, that's what I want, what Pastor Jim's talking about. I want the blessing of God in my life. I want to know that when my head hits the pillow, that there's peace. I want to know that I'm not fighting the gremlins and the, the demons of my past, that it can be done once and for all. I want to know that I've got partners 
in walking with me as I help be a godly man, a godly wife. That our kids are going to walk from generation, as Tori helped us to understand, from generation to generation to generation. Listen, moms and dads today, if you think it just automatically happens, how many know you saw the video? That's what's in them. That's what's in them to go against you, to lie to you, to somehow skirt around, and yet, listen, they'll never get by as we offer them to God, not only on one Sunday in February, but every day of their life. Today, God, I dedicate this little boy, this little girl to you. Today, I want to be the man. Today, I want to be the woman that's going to show them the example of the blessing of God over their lives from generation to generation to generation. Listen, some of you didn't have a dad to show you that. I talk to men's groups all the time, and one of the things that we have in common is that sometimes where we're screwed up a lot of times is because we didn't either have a dad or our dad didn't show us what it's like to be a real man, to be a godly man. And that's not busting on our dad or granddad. Unfortunately, the system is, is that he didn't know because his, his dad didn't show him, and his dad didn't show him, and so we become a byproduct. But today, we're people that say, you know, that could stop today. Like, there can be a new generation rise up in our home. These little ones can know the blessing of God because we as a mom and dad are going to stand in the gap and we're going to do something. Maybe we didn't get it, but God's unconditional love is going to show me how to be an awesome man of God, a father, a mom today. If, if I not just hear the words that Pastor Jim is talking about, but if I'll trust him enough to do not only what he's saying, but what the Bible says for us. So here's the 411 of the blessing. You see, when you enter into a covenant with God, you need to know that he will never give up on you. He's never going to let go. He's not content to have a relationship with you in name only. He wants to walk with you. He wants to make you a channel of his blessing in the world. And he can't do it while you're distant from him, so he'll fight to bring you close. Just if. Just if you'll be willing to hear his voice today. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for this wonderful, this wonderful day of dedication. This moment where we recognize that in our faith, that this is not a ceremony as such. This is a commitment. This story that these parents are involved in today, it's not just their story. It's each and every one of our stories. We recognize that we have the ability to become children of God. We've got to believe the right things. We've got to walk in the right ways. And God says, if you'll do that, my unconditional love that draws you back, it will bless you. All the days of your life will be blessed. And so I pray for all that have heard these words today, have heard this part of the gospel story that helps us to realize, God, your blessing, your blessing is here for us. And I pray for maybe some that are struggling with that even today will just understand. Maybe they needed to hear this today. Maybe they were showing up to hear or just to support a family. And little did they know that God, God is whispering into their soul today. That he knew you were coming today. Maybe for something else, but little did you know that God was making his word very real into your life today as well. So God, I pray your blessing will be upon those who will just say, if I can trust God, 
if I can just get this thing started. I don't have to figure it all out. I know that God will be faithful. His relentless determination is there to bring about his blessing over my life. So for this congregation today, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Would you